three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Welcome to the podcast, Ricky. Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you, Asher, man. It's been a long time, dude. Yes, sir. Uh, to introduce you to the audience, I always like to ask the question, who do you say you are? Man, man, that's a that's a good question, man. Um, and oftentimes I would answer this and I would not, I, I leave it so vague as to who I am. Because at the heart of everything, for me, internally, it's, man, I'm just a, a husband, a father, a brother, and a friend uh, willing to, I want to see the people around me winning, so willing to jump in and offer that support, offer that hand, be that 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 stable uh, foundation and really advisor to help them, you know, move forward, right? So kind of everything I am, everything that I do is centered around how do I, how do I win? But in me winning, how do I help everyone around me win as well? Hmm. I like that. What, I guess what, what does winning mean to you? Like, what, what does that look like? Man, I mean, if I, if I go, you know, to the the core of it, to Mm -hmm. the core of winning, uh, really, man, you know, I I have a really strong uh, spiritual, you know, foundation. And winning for me is kind of living to what God has ordained me to be, has purposed me to be um, in this earth. So helping others see that as well, helping others be operating in that as well um, is my desire. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I I said, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a a brother, um, I'm a friend, but my I look at my accountability day in and day out is, is to God. Right. And before I laid my head down, you know, that's who I have to answer to. Like it was today. Good. You know, it was today. Good. Meaning, uh, was it good in where I, you know, operated in my gifts? Was it good in where, where I helped others operate in theirs? Was it good in where I was, you know, showing excellence in what I was doing and if I don't wake up tomorrow, can I say, or can, you know, can God say uh, job well done, right? So that's at the core of where I see winning is. Uh, but then that kind of expands into a lot of different areas, right? So um, expands into, you know, uh, health, wealth, um, building, you know, the coin phrase everyone says now, building a legacy, Um all those different things, you know, um, kind of play into that. And those are things that kind of weigh in my mind on every day as I measure who I am against. Gotcha. Well, can you help me understand how you came to be here? Where did you grow up? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I grew up in a small town population between 2,000 and 4,000 people. Um, it's an area that to this day has no stoplights at all. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a small town called Clinton Corners in New York. 
um, to give people more of a geographical um, reference, it is an hour to an hour and a half north of New York City. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So born, uh, my parents, um, they had moved out there and they, they were both in the, the, the tech field, um, weather uh, engineering, t- technologist, um, technician. Um, they raised myself and my siblings, you know, out in the Clinton Corners, and they're still there till today. Nice. Was that? It's funny when I when I think of New York, I, I never think too much of like the state of New York or just what's outside of New York City by an hour being that small. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, typically, you know, people will say, "Oh man, upstate New York." From, <laughs> I'm like. Not really, because <laughs> six hours from Syracuse or mm. from Buffalo or from any of those guys that are really upstate. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah, it's a nice pocket um, uh, called the Hudson Valley, Dutchess County in particular. And um, yeah, that's where I was born and raised, man. Mm. That's interesting. And with your parents being in tech, like, was that something common with like in the neighborhood where you grew up or around your friends where their parents also kind of in the same space? Um, that's a good question. And I never actually even thought about that. Um, so what drew them to that area was IBM, right? Mm-hmm. IBM, uh, for all that do not know, they were like the Amazons of the 80s and 90s, 70s, 80s and 90s. Um, and you know, that drew them to that area. So of course there are a lot of people there that were affiliated with, uh, IBM. But if I look at my friends in particular, you know, they all came from all types of, all types of background. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know, my, my family, my, my parents, that was something that they kind of gravitated to in their younger years. Um, and they just, that was it, man. And to this day, my, my dad is still, still in it. Yeah. Um, uh, my mother, she, she's retired and transitioned on to a, a, another uh, career. But yeah, technology was the foundation for both of them. Very cool. And I'm guessing is that part of the reason as to why you became an engineer or you kind of went that into that field? Yeah, that is 100% why. Um, so when you grow up in a household where your parents are bringing home projects from work, um, soldering, you know, mm-hmm. making circuit boards and, you know, right in the living room and you're up watching TV while they're building them together and, you know, um, doing a lot of projects around the house and things of that nature, naturally you kind of gravitate to that, you know, curiosity as to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then wanted to emulate who they are, you know, naturally. It is, oh, man, I want to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the first time I knew I wanted to do something that involves solving problems. Um, before, I used to just relate to being an engineer. But now realizing as I've gone through my career, it was just more so being a point of solving problems mm-hmm. is, you know, I had gotten a, uh, an, a remote control airplane uh, when I was a kid now. For those that may hear that, it wasn't the what you see today, yeah. where you know it's free flying, um, 
what are they, the, the, what do they have now? The drones and all that kind of stuff. Now, right, right, right. Near that level, there's actually <laughs> a wire attached from their controller to the airplane and you're walking behind an airplane, you know, uh, moving oh, the wow. controller and all that kind of stuff, right? So, so it's like a mini motorized kite. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was, it never left the ground though. It was, it just rolled <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I loved that toy. And one day I decided to take it apart. Mm. Um, I don't know why I decided to take it apart. And I was like, yeah, I like this. And But but then one of the pieces that kind of flung out of my hand, I don't know what happened, but it got caught up, um, on my window uh, mm. in the curtains. And I'm sitting there like, I cannot tell my parents that it's up there because then I wonder why I took the, the toy apart. Right. <laughs> I need to get that down. How am I going to get it down? And I remember going through a whole bunch of different solutions in my head and I figured it out, man. I just felt so proud like to be able to figure out how am I going to get this thing down from here and then reassemble it back together as nothing happened. Yeah. And uh, that was my first thing I knew. When I like, look back on my life, I was like, yo, I really enjoy the thrill of being able to solve a problem, Right um and get things back on track so yeah that, that that's what i'll say to that nice i like that i i remember i i, I think my dad had bought me a toy which was like a i think it was like an, an engine with pistons and everything like that in it so you get it mm -hmm. and you've got to like put together the individual parts and then once you finally get it running i i think you put the battery in it and you just see the whole thing just kind of go and it's like oh, wow I, I built that yeah, yeah, it gives you some type of satisfaction. I mean, yeah. not everybody's into it, but the ones that are, and you get exposed to it early. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that, that's like the best thing. Mm -hmm. Best thing. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And um, I'm curious, like having a, a a spiritual background, believing in God, is that something you also grew up with? Kind of like ha having in the household, and just being a part of. Okay, Sunday we go to church, or we do this routine during the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, that was the foundation of, of of everything. You know, I credit my parents for really building that foundation in, in, in me. Um, we were in church every week. We went to church on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, so Friday night, sunset to Saturday night, sunset, suns, sunset, we were in some form of worship or reservation for the Sabbath. Right. Mm. And, uh, it was, it was a blessing, man. It, it taught me structure. It taught me, uh, pause. It taught me reverence in a sense of that, you know, I'm not doing this alone. Mm -hmm. And it really just grounded who I was and everything that I've done in life. Uh, it kind of set that, that bar as to, Hey, you know, if I want to go, if I want, if I want to go in this direction in life, um, kind of, this is what, this is, this is what supports that. This is what doesn't support it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, if you are, but the biggest thing, it was like, you know, we all, and a lot of people talk about it now with, you know, tapping into their, the, the, the universe or, you know, God or whatever their, yeah. who they hold as their, you know, high power for me has always been, you know, God, like, I mean, from the time, you know, I, I was had a lot of health issues when I was young, mm. uh, particularly with asthma. 
And I remember I had my asthma attacks, and the thing I remember most is just crying out to God, like, "Yo, God, I need, I need you, I need your help. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to really come right now and give me air so that I can breathe." And kind of having that relationship of Him coming in and 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 open up my airways and all those different things, it, it solidified in me at a young age of I don't have, I don't have, if I don't have the strength that He has the strength for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so uh, important. Because as you know, life throws so many things at you, so many um, obstacles, so many challenges. Um, if you and if you don't, if I did not have that fortitude and that strength, that that awareness that I'm not walking alone, that I can tap into his power, his source of strength, then I don't know if I would have ever been able to to make it through those points. So yeah, definitely a solid, solid foundation in gotcha. that in that area. Um, and even to, to today, right? It just really yeah. uh, allows me to see life in a, from a different perspective. I guess that I like I like your response, and the reason I ask it is because um, maybe I'm I'm not too familiar with it, but it seems at times that people that are more like how would you say intellectually inclined or kind of in the the tech space where you may be maybe it's like at times when when you start pursuing science and certain questions that you might that might be certain ways that you viewed the world spiritually may not align with the world from a science perspective so it's like at times those things either feel like they conflict and a majority of people seem to go the science route of being like okay i'm gonna go with the thing that's makes more sense logically and not these stories that I grew up with, which are just like, eh, but I was curious because it's like your parents being in tech and then having a strong faith foundation, but then being able to have both of them work together. And then with you having a personal experience and like having asthma and knowing to like call on God and not just be like, okay, well, uh, like, how would you say maybe maybe if I was like freshman year, sophomore year of college, I, I would be like, uh, like there are times when I'm like, I don't, I don't know about this God thing or someone starts to like kind of poke holes yeah. in your beliefs or they tr- try to like question the logic that you're using to believe in the things about, that yeah, you, it's you almost like you're someone of science. How can you believe in God? And it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting because I guess what I've found is that like, especially watching and observing someone look at the Bible from a psychological perspective, it's been interesting to see someone that says, okay, as much as people denigrate religion nowadays to where, of course, there've been scandals and just bad experiences that are uh whatever the opposite is that okay that are prevalent i was gonna say whatever is the opposite of far and few between but it's like despite all of those things it's that you can have bad actors in church and you can have bad actors outside of church but being able to at least hear that you did you had um a good experience 
or at least you were able to kind of keep two things that you enjoy being able to problem solve and being able to um, have a strong faith or that the structure of this is what we do on this day um, yeah. is a good thing. You know, it's, I'm not going to say that I was completely immune to not questioning, you know, my faith. And, <clears throat> and I truly believe that you can't truly believe something until you question it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the way I looked at, uh, at life was I had to move away from believing in God or my, my faith through the lens of other people. Mm. Um, I can't rely on that. Yeah. All right. Because their lenses always change. Their perspectives always change. Interpretation from the Bible or whatever you're reading always evolves yeah. as individuals evolve and learn more. Um, and that's the, that's the beauty of one proverbs or, 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 uh, inspirational words, right? They evolve based off of the situation that you're in and they speak to you differently. Mm. So one thing I had to realize is that I had to really divorce myself from believing because other people believe a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, because, me then transferring that over to um transfer that over to hey on the scientific side then i'll be doing the same thing right i'm believing based off of how other people perceive right right and for me and this is why i really truly believe for everyone that's why i don't question anyone in their in their path and their in their faith and their religion i don't i don't question it there was a, a time where i would kind of push my agenda mm -hmm. on people, but I pull back from that because at the end of the day, it's about experience. And like, what is your experience leading you to, right? And mm -hmm. I can't give you that experience. I can give you an example of what my experience is, but that's my experience, right? Mm -hmm. That's my touch point. That's my connection. That's my thing. So as I'm going through, there's one thing I can never negate, what happened to me, <laughs> right? I, yeah. I don't care what philosophy says here i don't care what scripture says here i don't care what this religion says versus that religion i i, I can't i can't do i'm not i stopped trying to debate those things mm -hmm. but one thing i can't debate is when i'm on the hospital bed and i can't breathe one moment and then two minutes later i can my airways are completely open after i'm crying out to my god and saying god man, hey man i really need your help on this and the mm -hmm. doctor's coming back in and saying, look, we don't know what just happened here because we did nothing. There's nothing we could have done. We don't know how you're breathing the way you're breathing right now. Uh, when I see those type of things happen, I'm like, okay, that's my experience. That's what I'm going to keep going to in my experience. When I go through my, when my kids are born and they're going, it's like a, a huge traumatic thing and, and the way they come, come, come to life and all the doctors and all the nurses look to me and be like, yo, we don't know what just happened in this room. Uh, there has to be someone up there looking out for you. That's another experience I'm checking off for. So it's like, yeah. that's how I build my relationship to where it is. So no matter <clears throat> technology, uh, uh, science, uh, 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 church, religion, all these different things, that's not my reference point anymore. My mm -hmm. reference point is what has, what have I seen with my eyes? 
what experience and how have I been touched in life to fortify my belief? And that's what I'm going to hold on to. And listen, I'll tell you this, you know, people are like, oh, you're right or wrong. If I'm wrong, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll live with me being wrong, but I do know one thing. Yeah. I will never be fake because I'm only, I'm basing it off of my, my experience in my relationship. So that's how, that's how that, and that's how, that's the only way that I've been able to make it this far in the world that we lived in now, because you'll be doing all sorts of things, right? I mean, it's, yeah. and, and rightfully so you're searching, you're, you're looking, you're searching. And I, like I said, I don't fault any of that stuff. That That is what you're supposed to do. Like yeah. Your post is like having my kids and, and you know, I, I raised them in a way primarily first for that relationship. And my prayer for them is not, they don't, tran- I don't transfer over my experiences or my viewpoints. I transfer over and the prayer of can- help them have an experience Hmm. That it just locks them into to your to to God locks them into what He can do for them and let that carry them because right. outside of that is it's I've seen it over and over so many other people people's lives it doesn't work. That makes sense. Yeah. And hey, yeah, can you, can you, yeah. Can you hear the stuff in the background? I'm gonna make sure I'm not disturbing it. You hear anything in the background? No, okay, I, perfect, I, I perfect, can't perfect, hear anything. Perfect, perfect. No, no, yeah, yeah. The kids are up and they're they're making some making some moves. <laughs> make sure it doesn't interrupt anything. But gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, you're I, good. Lo- I love the way this is going. I wasn't even. It was not expecting to talk about this this morning. <laughs> man, Asher, man, you you have a way of pulling and asking the right questions here. I'm just I'm doing my best to just listen, and just even for me, um, when you speak about experience, even in doing podcasting or living my life, I've been. I've been trying to understand how to have faith, so to speak, and to really just trust trust God when I pray and yeah, yeah. just be more confident in even speaking to you now in this way and not try to make it, not try to think about how someone that may be listening late, later is going to view me or see me. I just want to be fully myself and not yeah. hide away the parts of me that made me and yeah. built me up because it's like that that's that's a disservice to me and i guess ultimately a disservice to god because yeah. Yeah. like in college i kind of had the experience of going in from freshman year um connecting with one of the guys i went to high school with and just like seeing him as a really good example of just being someone that's driven and someone that really is carving out a path for themselves. And he encouraged me to do the same. So it's, it's funny that we went to the same church to start, but he never told me like, Oh, you have to do this. Or it's like, he, he encouraged me to read like rich dad, poor dad. I didn't read it until five years later graduating. And then I I was felt like I was kicking myself a little bit, but I've learned to kind of make peace with that and be like, Hey, you know, it's, we all, we all done. Yeah. It's like, I got that book at the age of 11. (laughs) I got that book at the age of 11. Ask me when I read it. When did you read it? Probably like 35. (laughs) 
I thought, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. But it, it's funny because what do they say? It's uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Yeah. And, yeah. and just, just speaking on experience, that one of the, the weird things that stood out to me was that um, not, not dealing with my friend, I, I was happy in how he was pursuing his journey and how he was motivated. It's just one of the other people that was at the church that was um, doing youth ministry they're really like driven and being like, okay, I'm, I'm here to do the will of God. I, I want to bring souls and save souls. And it's like, I was okay. Yeah, that's cool. I, I grew up being a preacher's kid. And I was like, I've, I see the drive. I see the motivation. I, I respect it. But one of the things that he said to me that kind of stood out, this is again, this is not my friend. This is someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, he started making excuses for why he wasn't going to class saying that he'd rather be serving God rather than be going to class and keeping up with his grades. And it's like the whole reason why you came to college was to do this. It's like, it it just, it was just kind of off-putting to me. And then just like, even the way about which just, just the, the interaction just kind of felt weird. It left a sour taste for me about just going to church because it, I was looking at it not to be judgmental, but it's just yeah. like that feeling when people feel like they, they kind of corner you and they, they want you to quote unquote confess. And it's like, you're on the chopping block and like, everybody's looking at you. It's like, tell us your deepest, darkest secret. And then we're just going to sit here and judge you and look at you and act like, ain't nothing wrong with us. You're a sinner. It's like, yeah, you're yeah, a sinner. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. so this, this is the game that we're playing. Like yeah. you want to entertain people just being gluttonous or just being like not taking care of what they're here to take care of, but you're going to do it all in the name of God. And I was like, something isn't right with that. But for a time it was like, Maybe this God thing isn't right. But then I, I changed it into like maybe just the church. So I, I went to a different church and it's like, I think eventually by my last year, I was really, I started going to like different churches and really seeking to, um, seeking to understand God for me and not the relationship that my parents had with God and kind of going to that same thing that you said, like not wanting to focus so much on their experience and validate they're knowing God for me knowing God. And that, yes. that was one of the things that I, I learned from the first church, which kind of was off-putting. But then when I thought about it, I was like, you make some good points. Although I didn't like how it was said, like there were some good points made and yeah. I've got to be accountable for what I say, I, I believe. And I can't right. just point to like, oh, well, my parents said, it's like, that might have worked when you were a kid, but like yeah. as you grow up, you've got to be accountable for your own choices. Yeah. And, and, and you know, as a parent, I have three boys, and, you know, being a son, you know, you appreciate what your parents have done for you uh, and the path that they have put you. I know I do. I, I, I extremely appreciate it. I wouldn't be here today without their guidance, their wisdom, um, their understanding, and their love. And, you know, you want to 
sometimes you want that to be enough when you're going on that spiritual journey to say, okay, I'll just do what they did. Hmm. Right. Um, but I've gone to the point of where I appreciate what they did so much that, and I looked at the core of what they did and at the core of what they did was they, they went against all odds, hmm. you know, and they seek seeked for themselves the, the path that they wanted to go on. And that's how they created their identity and, and, and they were guided in that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if that's the case, then the building block, the legacy is learning, growing, being groomed in that, and then finding what's that, what's that, what's that thing for me? Like, what's that thing for me and my family? And if it looks a little different, it's okay. Right. It's okay. You yeah. know, but I don't move in the, some people will look at it and be like, oh, my parents didn't do this. My parents didn't do this. I'm like, no, the, the point of parenthood is to set up your children for that next generation. The generation they're not even going to live in fully, right? They're going to be yeah. gone at some point and you got to keep carrying on that, that, that mantle. So how do they prepare you for that next thing? And then when you start getting to that point where you take ownership around that and you take ownership around, hey, this is what formed me today. How do I take that and help form tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And just be in, in, in a state of gratitude mm-hmm. for whatever those experiences may have been, good, bad, whatever it may have been, yeah. because it's put you in a point today to actually think about, okay, how can I make those changes? Now, that's not everyone's experience. You know, everyone mm-hmm. doesn't have the same experience, and I'm not, I am not um, naive to that. But for me, and we're talking about me and my experience, that's exactly what I take. I had a beautiful childhood, beautiful upbringing. I wouldn't change anything about it. Uh, and when I say I had to find God for myself, it wasn't saying that my parents weren't promoting that either. Mm-hmm. It was saying that, you know, you can fall into the, the trap of just rinse and repeat yeah, and never have a connection. Right. So when you get to those trying times, if you know, and those times where you're being completely challenged, and like you said, I can't say my parents said, mm-hmm. you know, or my parents did it this way or that. Right. No, you can't do that. You got to stand on your on your own two feet and be able to have be fortified in your belief, uh, whatever that may be, in order to push forward and, and move forward. So I hope that all makes sense to whoever's listening out there because you know it's this is a journey that we're on and it's part of one of the other things that I do is really just look at life in that way. Like it as a journey on a journey, yeah. you're going to be traveling through different roads, different terrains, different environments, you know, different atmospheres. Uh, and while you're doing that on a journey, you're going to be who you are, but you're also going to adapt along the way. Right. Yeah. If I, if I, if I spend six months in, in the hottest place of Africa, you know, my first couple months is going to be extremely hot because I'm not used to that condition, right? Mm-hmm. But if but if I but if I move into one of the coldest parts of the world, it, it same thing. It's going to be extremely cold for the first few months. But you know, you walk around, you get there, you see people wearing shorts, and you're looking at them like, why the heck are they wearing shorts <laughs> in 40 degree weather, right? <laughs> you know why? Because they've been in that place for long enough for their body to you know, uh, 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 acclimate, adopt to that environment. And that's just how we live, go through our lives, man. We're going to have different seasons. We're going to have different things. And all those things are going to be adapting, changing, being mold. 
you just have to have that foundational thing like hey what it, I always lean back what was my experience yeah and as long as I had that it gave me my true north as I was moving forward hmm. I like that that that's a great analogy and I'm curious did you have any um at the time bad experiences or less than ideal experiences that you can now look back on differently to be able to pull a lesson from it and not just feel like you're victimized oh man <laughs> i've had almost every experience in the book um i could come from so many different angles what, what, what angle would you prefer me to come from i, I can Whichever one comes to mind first. Whichever one comes to mind first. Um, I, I will talk about the one that kind of set me up on the path that I that I that I went on, um, where um, I got to a point where, when I was in my young, younger years, man, the challenge that was put out to me, I, I and my word, I'm using my words specifically mm -hmm. as a challenge that was put out to me versus the barrier that was put up for me um, was, hey, you'll never do good at anything in the field of mathematics and science, right? So- Wait, wait where, that, where did that come from? Like, especially given your teacher, background? Okay. Teacher, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> teacher is like, no, he will never do anything. And, you know, so as a kid being molded, those are some of the things that you see, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, that you hear and you're like, okay, well, maybe something else, but I took it more as a challenge. Like, oh, this person's not gonna tell me what I can be, what I can do. And I went from that point on, I locked in as to I'm going into this space, mm. right? I'm gonna be great in this space because someone told me I could never do something in that space. Right. And um, there were so many challenges along the way in that journey from, from your uh, undergraduate years to the rigor of just going through that process as, as an engineer, engineering student, to in your career where, you know, you're trying to grow and you're facing a lot of obstacles in a sense of, you know, people seeing the value that you have, um, mm -hmm. people being willing to pour into you, uh, people holding you back and not wanting you to achieve certain things. Uh, I remember a time I was studying for an exam, uh, one of my license exam, and you know, I was using some material, a colleague has some material and uh, the person that actually owned the material came, took the material from him so that I couldn't use it mm. to study for the exam. Meanwhile, the guy wasn't using this stuff, right? He wasn't, right. <laughs> he wasn't using it at all. Um, he just overheard that someone offered, said, hey, man, if you, if you want, you could probably use some of this if you, if you like, because no one's using it. Yeah. The guy came, grabbed it, brought it to his office. He gave you the stink eye and everything yeah, while he was yeah, doing it. I was like, oh, okay. But at the same time, on the flip side, another another gentleman, uh, his name is Adam uh, Alan Alan Lance, call him uh, Jake. Mm -hmm. Man, he was like, Rick, here, you can use my materials, man. He lent me his materials, studied from it, brought it back to him, ended up passing the exam. You know, so with every setback there was always some type of relief you know yeah. coming on the other end where uh someone was helping me and that's how my my journey 
has been, and I, and I could I could have sit in there. There's so many other stories mm-hmm. even in, in my career and growing and you know realizing, uh, understanding my value. Right, you know, yeah. one thing to try get people to understand your value, what you can offer. But then I got to that point where I didn't even understand what my value was, and I was taking less and doing less than what I should have been, should have been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just going through that process uh, and pushing through that. Yeah. Um, and, and and constantly uh, pushing through that, and I, I still think that there's a, there's there's more levels to me to to grow into to mm-hmm. accept that I am uh, and keep pushing forward. So I don't know if I answered the question directly, but you, you, you know, did, and, and I I wanted to I wanted to go a little bit further on that last point you just made about understanding your value. Like, how did you? What was that process like? How did you kind of navigate that? Like understanding that the value yeah. that you have within yourself before even the value that you bring into the room or the value that people see you as on the flip side. Yeah. So that was, uh, 2019 or 2020, you know, the whole COVID thing got to mess me up with years mm-hmm. now. Right. Yeah. But it was somewhere in there. Um, I want to say 2019. Uh, I sat down with a, a good friend of mine, uh, Annette Walter, owner of the, uh, Timber Industries or I Evolve con- uh, Consulting, mm-hmm. and we just having a conversation, and I was just laying it all out there, and I was like, I want to be able to do this, I want to be able to do that, I want to be able to do this, I want to be able to do that. Uh, I, I was doing a lot of speaking, I want to be able to do more speaking, and I want to do a lot of things, building businesses, all this kind of stuff, and work. I want to grow, and all these different things. And she just looked at me and she said. Hearing everything that you want to do, but there's also a hesitation as though you don't feel that you're worthy of the things that you're going after. And for me, growing up in, now I'm not gonna put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should go there now since I already said it. Right? Maybe you should talk about right, right. So growing up in the uh, the church culture, one of the things in the church culture uh, is you're taught to serve, right? Taught serve, mm-hmm. serve, 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 not looking for reward. Um, you know, do things, you get some type of recognition, some type of, you know, uh, token of appreciation. You know, yeah. That's what they call it too, a token of appreciation. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard that word in so long. Uh, you just keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just serving, right? So- which is good. I, I never, I never, you know, uh, resenting that or, you know, I, I participated into it fully. Mm-hmm. But what the problem was when I was looking outside of that structure and I was offering my services, I still had that, that mindset of mm-hmm. give, 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 give without requiring that I receive yeah. equal to what I was giving. Right. Uh, and that right there was a stumbling block for me. Prime example, you know, I would <clears throat> do things, just being very direct with it, I'll do things for a lot cheaper than I should, mm. right? I'll perform services a lot cheaper than I should because my mind is still locked in on give, 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 not focus on the receive, receive, receive. And people take, see that, take advantage of it. And, you know, you're yeah. left on the back end, like, man, I wish I could grow to this. I wish I could do this. I wish it, and people are like, you can. You're just not yeah. charging enough. 
Right. <laughs> you can, but you're not thinking that you're offering a huge value. And yeah. then you start getting to that point where you're able to do a lot of these things and they come in second nature to you. And you do it every single week when you're at church. So now when you're when you're doing it for other people, it's like, oh, I can do that for you real quick. It's just something that I do, right? And it's yeah. like, no, everyone doesn't do that. Everyone can't do that. Like, no, you need to really look at the value that you're offering. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what my sinuses are going crazy today. No, you're fine. Take a minute if you need to. Yeah. (laughs) The value that I'm offering and take that and really embrace it and really embrace it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I start to really look at that aspect of it, I started looking at my, my current career, where it was going. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm too good for this, man. Like I'm too good to be receiving this amount. I'm too good to be just doing these menial tasks. I can be challenged more. I'm looking at my, my businesses. I'm like, man, we could be charging more for what we're doing because I can do a, a phenomenal service for people. Uh, all these things started evolving now. All, my, my mind started being rewired, like the synapses they talk about. All the synapses started to be reconnected. And no longer was I in a position of, like the humble, oh, just give me what you can, you know, oh, whatever, yeah. you know, I got to, no, sorry, it's going to cost this much because X, Y, and Z, right? right. Uh, and being completely comfortable and confident in that. And I would say that that was the biggest thing that I needed was that confidence mm. and and being okay to operate in that confidence. And would you say that that like the building of that confidence started from like that 2019, like pre COVID or like into COVID, like having to have that conversation with your friend and really evaluate the words that you're speaking versus the actions that you're, you're taking. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I can't give her enough credit nor enough uh, to, to thank her for that conversation because Dude, we, 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 you know, Asher, we know a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. We've been in a lot of the same uh, circles. We, we know there's powerful people that are also willing to give that same type of uh, advice to us. Yeah. Um, but what thing that was different was this, was like, I needed to talk to someone that did not know me. Mm-hmm. I needed to talk to someone that was completely foreign to who I was how I operate normally and just allow me to be completely vulnerable yep. and allow her to see me for Ricky versus what Ricky has, has, has done. Yeah. Right? And when I was able to do that and she was able to give me that sound advice, it really, it really freed me, man. I mean, from that point on, I was doing a couple of different business ventures. I was like, oh, I got to stop doing those. Sorry. I can't, I can't do those anymore. Why? Because I, I was doing it to help you. Mm-hmm. but not necessarily helping myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got to pull that back. Right. Uh, and it allowed me to start being more laser focused from there. You know, I have, you know, two successful companies that, you know, I, I operate and I run um, two phenomenal uh, or more than three phenomenal, four phenomenal, I should say business <laughs> part, partners uh, included in those two, two companies. Uh, the companies are part of who I am and my identity and what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I do after my, they call it quote unquote nine to five. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right, and, right. And, but all of them mixed in together kind of 
or, 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 or my identity or, or, or who I am, right? And I'm fully yeah. operating in that and confident in what we're doing, confident in what we're producing, uh, going in areas and platforms and, and talking to people that I would have never been able to talk to or thought I would be talking to uh, or, or developing it in, in, in things that I would never thought would be able to develop and, and experience in things I've never thought experience. All because, you know, I hold in, got focused, understood my value. And I will tell you this, I'm mm -hmm. still not scratching my value. I still have issues with confidence. I still have reservations. And for what I've been able to accomplish to today, even still knowing that there's so much room for me to grow personally, mm -hmm. uh, I'm just in amazement of just the journey so far, man. And it's just uh, an extreme blessing, I would say. Yeah, experience. that's amazing to hear. And I guess I'm I'm curious, what was what was it like one day versus like one month or three months after you initially decided to say, I can't do that service anymore because it's serving you. It's not serving me. It was freeing, man. It was freeing. I mean, like I, I'm not it was like a weight that I had put on my shoulder you know, voluntarily, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was able to put down and walk away from it. Like <laughs> someone else would pick it up, Yeah, you know, and be perfectly okay with knowing someone else would pick it up because, you know, it's like, if, if I don't focus on, you know, the things I have to carry, mm -hmm. you know, which are a lot of things I have to carry in life. Right. Uh, including my family and my, my boys, you know, uh, you know, my the organizations that I, I, I work with and work for, uh, you know, things I have to carry. Like mm -hmm. if I'm not carrying those well, I have no business carrying anything else, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because that's just gonna drag. That's gonna slow me down, right? It's gonna drag me down, right? Yeah. Uh, and I fully accepted that. And I tell you, man, I can't see myself going back right. to doing a lot of those things. Like I, I would, I, and I was well blessed of COVID for me, uh, where it gave me that point of being able to free myself from a lot of these things as well. And I'm like, I couldn't go, I can't go back to that. There's no way right. in my right mind and where I am right now that I could ever entertain going back to it. Why? Not because it was bad. And don't get me wrong, listeners out there. I'm not talking about it being bad and nothing right, bad right. about it at all. All great stuff. I was only involved in things that were phenomenal, that were great, things that would elevate people, all that kind of stuff. I love it. You know, I love what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But realizing that. If I don't get focused in and laser focused in, then I will never really truly achieve what yeah. I was uh, born to achieve in life. Yeah. To to your point, it's you really got to be it's better to be honed in and focused in on one thing rather than doing five semi phenomenal things that are like, hey, I'm getting name recognition here. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm getting funding from this. I'm getting that. But it's like you'd spread yourself so thin to where now you don't even have time for your family. You don't have time for home, like being at home when you want to be at home versus just like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this to reach some kind of status or stature. And then when you kind of look back at yourself, you're like, am I really that person I think I am? Or am I, yeah. am I becoming something else? And exactly. yeah. that that's an interesting thing. And What's interesting about it is like you, you speak about the experience where we like everyone went through the pandemic in different ways. Some people 
had terrible times. Unfortunately, a lot of people were lost. And, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people also had to do some soul searching and really, um, some, I think some people could be in a worse place than where they started, but other people have really had to um, bolster themselves up and really address the things that have been avoided. And like, I forget who said it, but I'm sure many people have said it. It feels like things that really test you, they, they reveal either who you are or what you can become. And I guess it's kind of up to you to choose. Like it, it gives you a chance to be like, okay, you, you can choose a different circumstance. You don't have to continue to be in a bad place. It's like, although certain things are out of your control, like going within and kind of being able to self-evaluate or call on someone else and really be able to like build a relationship or build some kind of trust or just open up a little bit to let yourself know, okay, I can, I don't have to keep doing this if I'm honest with myself. If I really ask this question of like, hey, this is what I want. This is what I would like to have instead of what I have right now. It's like, it's not impossible. I'm not going to pretend to say everybody can do it because it's like, it depends on who you are and what you're really going to do to do that. But like, just it just seems like it's a common theme of really having to look in the mirror and kind of reevaluate some things and see, what's really working and what's kind of convenient for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's a, uh, that was an eye opener for me. Uh, I still battle though with saying no. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the things that I was involved in, like I said, they weren't bad things. They were things that I love to do. Right. I wouldn't have said yes if I didn't have some type of connection to it. Right. Right. Um, and today I still have to stay grounded into, hey, no, these are the things that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on. These are the things that I'm going to see through. These are the things I'm going to carry through um, and stay kind of locked in on that. And that's a challenge for me every single yeah. day. Definitely a challenge. So, yeah. Yeah. Even something practical for myself that I've, I've had to do in, in um, not just getting counseling, but getting counseling with someone that I've, I've come to know over the years has been really practicing giving to myself what I would so quickly give to someone else. And I heard someone say, like, you've got to take care of yourself like you would someone you you would care for. Because it at times, even when you're not feeling good, it feels so much better. Or like back to the the um, church example of like, yeah. you're, it's better to give than to receive. That's a common saying, but um, back to maybe the greatest commandment when they say, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, there might be something else in there, but it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. I think many times until somebody pointed it out, I was like, once I heard it, I couldn't unhear it. It's like, you can only love your neighbor as yourself if you love yourself. yourself. Because it's like, if you don't love yourself, <laughs> you're just going to, 
Like yeah, you can yeah. inflict pain on someone yeah, else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I heard this story of um, I was when I was in the field this past week and I, I was listening to a podcast and it was someone that's former military. I think he's still in the military. And he gave this analogy about the Greeks or the Romans whenever they would have that like I think the Spartans maybe did it in the 300 movie where they have a wall where they push, they strike, they close back, and then they keep pushing. He he gave this analogy where there's somebody in the back of the line that's called a plunger. And basically their job is to stick anyone that falls, like all the bodies that lay there, their job is to constantly do that. And make sure that all those people that are dangerous, they they get stuck. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. something that he said about that that stuck with me was that that is the most soul draining thing, because it's like no matter, no, despite the fact that they're in the midst of war against the enemy, that's still a life that you're taking, and it's like. Unless you can completely disassociate yourself and just be like, oh, I'm just this thing. It's like there's so much pain in in things like war, but there's so much um there's so many there's I think I, I want to say either pain or emotion between yeah. like the interactions you have with other people when you can have those same interactions with yourself. It's like you learn to value people a a lot more when you really learn to value yourself and not not playing like a false humility card of just like oh i'm gonna do something because it feels good oh i'm really gonna help this person and it's like kind of sitting down and being able to tell the truth and saying why am i doing this like when you feel those feelings of envy or like even when resentment starts to come up it's like oh okay like i don't like that but let me address yeah, yeah. why it is that it's presenting itself and really being honest in that way it's re- it's like you said it's liberating where yeah. you don't you don't have to you don't have to self-flagellate yourself so to speak where you just sit there and whip yourself and just be like oh i'm a bad person i'm a bad person and that's that's kind of the mentality that i grew up with where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, you constantly yeah. just punish yourself because yeah, you're born yeah. a sinner you're terrible yeah. you're this yes. you're that and, and it's just like based off of that. okay it's like if everything is bad like what like what right do you have to just bring good news to the world everything's bad like yeah, the people that stand yeah. on the college campuses and, and, and just you, and why would you yeah and why would you want to bring people into that right it's like it's like, it's, it's yeah. very off-putting when you see people that stand on the street corner and just read from revelations everybody's going to hell it's like okay well these people seem to be having a good life before you came along and yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. necessarily good news but it's like you don't see a lot of people trying to win souls, so to speak, from the book of Genesis. Nobody, no. nobody talks about life before the fall. They just talk about everything's fall, everything's broken. But it's yes. it's interesting, like getting around yourself, like um, Eric Thomas, guys from the prayer line, and just really hearing different perspectives and really having that fellowship of men to 
um, challenge one another, but also just have life from different viewpoints where people have gone through just, they've just gone through life, like challenges, successes, ups and downs, however you want to define it, but just being open to a different way of thinking and not being attached to someone else's experience has to be my experience. It's like, you can, you can hear someone else's experience, but you can also learn to appreciate yourself. And that's something that I've, I've had to learn spending time away from the prayer line and kind of coming back and addressing the things that I'm like, Oh, I think I'm becoming envious of this person that I'm listening to. Like I I'll listen to guys and a lot of the guys are married and they'll celebrate their marriages or they'll, they'll speak on things that they've learned from that. And for so long, maybe been on the line for five years, give or take, I've just sat there and being like, Oh, I want to be a godly man. I want to be a husband. I want to be a that, but it's like in pursuing that so much. So I forgot to be Asher first. I forgot to be a child first. I I forgot to be the man that can enjoy his life. It's like, you don't, you don't have to be on the opposite of like saint or sinner. Like (laughs) those aren't, those aren't the the only things to like operate, operate on. That is a, a realization that I came across during the pandemic as well. And, um, and I, I'll go, I'll go more uh, spiritual with it in the sense that um, pull a Bible reference um, as you were doing. When God did made had, was God um, as He was completing the creation process, right? Every, mm-hmm. At the end of each day, He said everything was good, right? Everything was good. Nothing that He made was not good, right? But yet, two two beings get punished from eating from something that was good. Right. Right? The Bible describes it as a tree of good and evil. Yeah. Right? But God said after every single day, everything he made was good. So in the truest definition, that tree was great. That tree was good. That tree was amazing. That tree was everything God wanted it to be. It was good. Yeah. But the problem was, it wasn't good for them. Mm -hmm. And... In life, what I realized is that what's good for someone else is not always meant to be good for me, mm-hmm. right? Someone else's relationship, someone else's job, someone else's the money they're making, the fame they're making. Yeah, that's their path. That's that's good for them, but that's not that wasn't that was not good for me, you know. That that or that may not be good for me, or that 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 food is they, they can eat that, but guess what? I'm allergic to it, yeah. right? So there's you got to realize that life has so many different it's so dynamic and that's why when i can't stand when when people try to put you into a box a belief box a uh 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 um my goodness psychological box all these different boxes people try to put you a racial box a cultural box all these different Mm -hmm. boxes like, yo, God is too dynamic and his world is too dynamic to be put into a box. And guess what? One thing I freed myself from was trying to put people in boxes with me. 
Yeah. Like, oh, no, you got to do it this way, man. You got to do that. Right. Now, it's like, like, so long as you fit here, I, I can deal with you. If you're not in this box with me, then I, I don't know. I don't know who you are. Yeah, I don't know who you are. And it's like, realizing, no, dude, I want to, I want to experience me from other different boxes. I want to understand what you're doing as my as my my Muslim brother. I want to understand what you're doing as my my atheist. I, I, I want to understand who you are as an individual. Because you don't fit in my box mm-hmm. doesn't mean I cannot connect with you. Why? Because we're all living this life together. We're all on this journey together. And I and and my desire is that there's something in my life that you see that you're like, oh, wow, man. Like, and I can share that with you, right? I can then share that with you. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie and say that there hasn't been things in some of their lives. And I'm like, man, like, I really need to be a little bit more dedicated in certain areas, right? Because yeah. I'm seeing how they're operating. So life is too dynamic to walk that 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 way of where everything I'm doing is right or I, I live by these principles that are just only uh, uh, directed towards me mm-hmm. and everyone else got to fit into that shoebox in order for me to see it relatable or that I can, you know, live life with them. And, and it goes to the fact that there are principles in this earth, right? There are principles in this world that the world has been defined by these principles. A religion doesn't own these principles. Uh, a, a, a party doesn't own these principles. Uh, uh, different cultures, races, they don't own the principles. The principles are in the earth in which we all live in. Hmm. So I can't confine them to the box I want them to be in. <laughs> and then let people, and make sure people come into that box in order to experience them. It doesn't yeah. work that way, right? And even God even says, like, hey, you know, it, it's not about, and there's so many different references, uh, scriptures flowing in my mind, and I just want to say the right one, I don't want to go too deep with it, yeah. but it's like, hey, it's just like, you know, it, just because people are not walking with me, like Jesus said one time, the disciples came, oh, there's people out there healing in your name, and I was like, yeah, just because they're not you know, with rolling with us and our crew doesn't mean that they're not doing the right thing. Like they're mm-hmm. doing my name and people hear that. That's cool. That's good. You know, and just being able to accept that on a, on a, on a grander scale, you know, has been something that I had to grow into, uh, still growing into at the same time, I'm seeing the beauty of growing into that and the relationships, the people, the, the, the friends, the influences that I'm, I'm making in this world by just being Ricky to the core and letting that shine out without any attachment to or any uh, 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 requirements on mm-hmm. people to be part of who I am and what I do. Yeah. So well said. And I would say the biggest thing you're talking about adversity or fighting against that grain has been one of the biggest challenges because you're fighting within yourself mm. as to changing your mindset, changing your approach to life. Um, and that struggle of, and we know it, right? We know it. Like like you just said, you said that balance, you either do it, you're right or you're wrong. Like you're a sinner or you're this or that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, stop, let it go. You, you don't define it. 
Asher doesn't define it. I don't define it. Let the experience define and shape where people are going to go. And that's what you want. And you want to be that positive experience in someone else's life. That's how I look at it now. Mm-hmm. Let my interaction with you be that positive experience. Without me trying to force it, say, hey, I'm that experience. <laughs> <laughs> right. But let my interaction with you, when you walk away from me, you walk away with who I try to represent. Yeah. I like so, I like that. Yes. I, I like that because um, it's really a challenge to be open because that, that's kind of a, a theme for me this week because it's like, it's one thing to say words, but then when, when you put your feet to the ground or you, you interact with someone or a situation comes across your screen, it's like, yeah. how open are you really? And it's yeah. like, you can be, being open, I don't think means like just go try everything or just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah, just doing yeah. this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, oh yeah. Man. Just go with it. Okay. Everything's Dude, good. I need to throw out so many disclaimers. <laughs> like, yo, I'm not trying to say do all this. I'm not trying to say, like, you got to get a to preface everything. I'm like, yo, I'm yeah. tired of prefaces everything. I'm, right. I'm right. <laughs> and that's me because of, you know, where, you know, where I was in my mind and, and those constraints and that, you know, people around are like, oh, man, but now you're saying they can do everything. anything. Right. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But like you said, being open because if you're not open, you can't receive. Yeah, you and know, it, so. it's it's funny because even just just being being open um, in what I'm learning this week. Something that I was reminded to do was to be open and unattached. Meaning, almost like if you're a, I guess the analogy I might use is like a, a fishnet where like the net is usually so big where things can pass through there and then it it might catch some things but maybe not a good analogy anyways i'm feeling you got you but but i mean i guess in the sense i wanted to use the fish analogy because it's like in a sense maybe it's ironic that i'm using the fish analogy but in a sense it's like there are things in in my environment that I I can latch onto things that I can be like, okay, yes, I can use this. And then even if you catch a fish, so to speak, you can always throw it back. Like you don't have to keep everything that comes your way. Like you don't have to entertain everything that's said, like a lot of things have happened in the news. And usually anytime that I hear news, it's usually bad news. So it's like, I make it a point not to seek out news. Like I open my, my work computer. If I go online using like Microsoft edge or something like that, Oh yeah, then it's like the first window that pops up is new stuff. So I like, I close out of that or I'll open a new tab because I'm like, (laughs) I I sit, I can sit there for two seconds and I'm like, I'm curious, but I'm like, I I don't care. Like I'm, I'm not going to do anything with that. And it's not, I guess, I'm not even going to put a disclaimer to it because I was about to do that again. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, it's, it's know, not, a, yeah, you it's not an arrogance yeah. thing, but I was like, I don't, I don't need to do that. I'm not here nope. to explain myself, to validate what it is no, that I'm saying. No, it's just no, no, sharing no. an experience, like you said, to let yep. people choose what it is that they want to keep and what it is that they want to let go. Because it's, it's that 
you have a choice and it's like really just just learning that like at the end of the day whether you you do something or not it it's still a choice it's still a decision like inaction is still an action like just yeah. just um not having to have the right answers every single day is something that's liberating and then like even even <laughs> even just going out of the house to like walk around the town i've never been in like i did yesterday i was like okay that i was like i i, I in my head i was like i kind of miss this feeling i i always reminisce this trip i took around lake michigan over labor day weekend for four days i was like i'm gonna go visit these 12 cities around the lake before i leave the chicago area and i went and i was excited and then after a while i was like you know i feel a little bit aimless if i'm just walking through a city and it's like okay, there's a tourist trap here because everything's on the port or I'm just, I'm not here for a specific goal. So I'm going to walk yeah, yeah, yeah. the block and just be like, okay, there's shops that are either selling clothes, they're selling food and they're selling, there's like the post office. There's the things that make a town a town, but yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of had to remind myself if I'm going just to walk, go and walk. Maybe you're not impressed or maybe you're disappointed but it's like hey my goal was to get out of the house like yeah. it's okay yeah. that i'm not happy with not seeing anything just like wow but it's like yeah, 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 yeah. it is a weird thing an analogy that kind of popped into my head when i was driving there yesterday because it was it's a town that's like an hour away and i was thinking to myself it's like there's a lot of space in between two points and sometimes you can sit and kind of explore what's there or other times you don't have to worry about filling in the gaps sometimes you just get to where you're going enjoy what you're going to enjoy and just kind of do things in the moment other times it's like if you really want to explore you you can explore but like It's, I think why the analogy popped into my head was kind of a reminder of when you choose to do something, don't, don't deviate from what you're doing, but also if what you're doing isn't like what you're doing doesn't, it's not going to last forever. Like if you say you're going to go here, go there and see what's there. If there's nothing there, just turn around and go back or go home and be okay with that. Don't feel like you wasted your time making a road trip for an hour or two hours. It's like it, it was something. It's like yeah, yeah, you just did something. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not gonna write about it. I'm not gonna like post about it. I'm just yeah, I just yeah, did exactly, something. Right? And it's yeah, like I'll yeah. I'll share it with you. And it's it's like, okay, I, I did that. It it kind of helped me, it helped me fill in my day, so to speak. I, I guess that what I what I'm hearing you saying is that everything that you do doesn't have to have the wow factor. Yeah, that we also often try to seek because we live in a world where with social media is perceived that there's a whole bunch of wow moments. Yeah, right. Yeah, and everyone's living in wow moments, and that's right. wow moments. Either like 
everything is happy. Everything is great. Oh, I went here. I went there. I'm always with the favorite people that I'm supposed to be with. My mm-hmm. favorite people. I'm always traveling. I'm always eating the right greatest food. I'm always doing this. Every, every all my experiences, everything my posts, everything is amazing, right? Yeah. The reality is not. That is not the case, right? Yeah. And so when we live our lives and you know, we're shaped by what we're beholding. So as we're beholding the social media, that is also shaping our everyday life. Like, oh man, I didn't do nothing today. Man, man, I'm horrible, man. Like, what am I, what am I doing in life? I'm not accomplishing nothing. I didn't even do nothing today. What I'm hearing you saying is that just live. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just I mean, so, so, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. days it's like that statement might be valid, but it, it depends on what it is that doing something means. Like if it's just yeah. walking outside to the mailbox, it's like, it's something you didn't sit inside all day, but it's like, if you sat inside and worked on a project you really wanted to work on, it's yeah. something, whether exactly. it, yeah. it yeah. hits or it doesn't hit. It's just, it's one of those things where even like our relationship with words is something that I'm kind of, I'm learning to rediscover from things like the disc assessment or the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, advanced insights where you see different words that kind of paired together and a word that kind of came to my mind was mundane because whenever you get in circles that always speak of like success and like anything you can do like putting your effort working hard and all that stuff it's like sometimes there's a reason why the word mundane occurs and like if you're just trying to make a highlight reel you don't appreciate like the highlights only come up like whenever you've gone through the mundane things, like the things that are just like every day. And you kind of have to deal with those things to appreciate when something different happens. That's out of the ordinary. It's like, Oh, that's different. Like that. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. 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 No, love it. Love it, man. Hey man, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I I I better get you out of here. Let the people keep going, man. We can keep going. Got you. uh, But I've got to be respectful of your time. No, no, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, dude. This has always been great. And uh, I I would say, I guess, just in leaving, like if you go now, if I go back to the very first question you asked me, you know, who was Ricky? You know, going back to that same that that same answer. you, you can see why I answered it in that way. Like, and honestly, I didn't even talk about a lot of things that I do now. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, because they're just a product of who I am. Right. Yeah. And that could change, that could evolve. Um, but one thing that's not going to change, change is who I am at, at the core. I'm going to grow. I want to learn more things. I'm going to add more things to my life. But who I am at the core is never going to change. So that's why even when people ask what I do, I'm like, ah, man, yeah, well, this is what I do. <laughs> but it's going to evolve because I, I, I'm, I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly looking at opportunities. I'm, I'm constantly, you know, taking on different things because I, I just, I just, that's what I love to do. Uh, but everything that I do right now is, you know, part of my identity, who I am. Uh, but the biggest thing is, you know, my faith, my family. Uh, my friends and that's what you know energizes me mm-hmm. uh, that's what keeps me going and really doing the work that I love 
man. That that right there it keeps me every single day. So gotcha. hey, man, I appreciate you, man, for having me on, on the show. I, I hope I was able to share and hit on some things that yeah. you know I, were, were relevant to your your audience, man. But this has been a phenomenal time. I really appreciate you. Yeah, I love that you answered my last question without me having to ask it. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But love let it. people know where they can find you online or offline. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to find me, uh, you can find me. My biggest place where I'm online is the Success Journey Show uh, podcast uh, on all podcast listening platforms. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio, uh, online radio, 21.6 The Net. Uh, we just brought on some other online radio shows as well. Uh, so you can find me there at the successjourneyshow.com. Uh, uh, that's the website. Also, you can find me on, I'm not, I'm on it, but I'm not on it as much. And you would never know all the stuff that I do by being on that. But I am on Instagram, uh, Ricky underscore Venters underscore PE. Uh, and you can find, you can follow me there as well. So Listen, guys, it's, this has been a, a privilege, honor. I hope some people reach out to me. I'm, I'm open book. Shoot me a message on either going on my website or going to my Instagram, and I will definitely uh, respond. So thank you, Asher. And always good seeing you. Always good talking to you. And appreciate everything that you're doing. Likewise. Thank you, Ricky.